Previously on the Nature of My Game podcast. So the old man opens the door and says, Yes, can can I help you with something? I'm not even sure what else to ask this man in his, like, death relic uh, apartment. You seem to be living in a slightly different timeline than me. Um, <laughs> what's that like? If you're, if you're up there and you're looking for it, you'll be able to find it just fine. It's just like every super I've ever had in New York, you know what I mean? Just a vague, cryptic, if you're looking for it, it will find it. <laughs> and so you see there are marionette couples that are swaying and dancing. There are also marionette waiters bringing empty glasses to tables of revelers. And there's a marionette band that seems to be playing a soothing melody. Yeah, you know what? He's a, he's an adventurer at heart. Let's let's do this. Let's try to get down there. You land on the flat of your back and you black out for a minute. They seem to be portrait photographs and each one is just a single person staring directly at the camera. Ah, we know a bunch of those people. Did I hear an M hog in there? Over the article, there is a strange geometric snake-like shape drawn in pen. The last photograph on the wall, it's not a person. It's a single dark bottle, and there's a name written down at the bottom, and it is D. Ivanova. New York City, August 11th, 1995. Anastasia Marks walked down a street in New York City that she'd never been down before. Her husband had been called to New York for business, and she always took any opportunity she could to return. She had been here many times over the years, and she had seen all the typical tourist sites. So now each time she came back, she picked a new neighborhood and just walked around. Anastasia loved New York City. Washington, D.C., where she lived with her husband and daughter, was wonderful, but there was nothing like New York. It was just a feeling the city gave her, the feeling like anything was possible. It was intoxicating. She had chosen Kipps Bay for her walk today. There was something about the name that intrigued her. It wasn't much, to be honest, but she enjoyed it all the same. She was just about to head back to the subway to meet up with her husband when she saw the fire. About a block away, Anastasia noticed that something was burning. A building, she thought, and it looked bad. She knew that the smart move would be to turn away and leave the neighborhood, but she was too curious not to see what was happening. As she got closer to the fire, she could see now that it was a brownstone that was burning, and could see firefighters trying to salvage what they could. The flames fascinated Anastasia, and she had a hard time breaking her gaze away from the devastation. When she did, she looked around and saw that a few other people had stopped to stare. One of the women, a squat white woman in her late 20s, stuck out to Anastasia. She was wearing quite a few strings of beads around her neck and a hemp vest and pants, and she was carrying a stack of books in her hands. Anastasia approached the woman. Excuse me, do you know what happened, she said, gesturing toward the building, as if she could be asking about anything else. Oh yes, that's the McAllister building. There were reports of a bomb threat, and I guess it went off. The woman's eyes seemed to be staring off into the distance, and she didn't show any of the emotion Anastasia expected from someone talking about a bomb going off in a building. Still looking off into the distance, the woman continued, I live there, actually. Quite a shame, she trailed off. Just as Anastasia started to become a bit worried, this woman was acting much too calm for someone whose home had just been bombed. The woman suddenly turned toward her and stared right into her eyes. Anastasia was just about to back away and say something when the woman opened one of the books in her hands, a thin, red, leather-bound book, and pulled out a loose piece of paper. She held it up to Anastasia and said, Tell me, have you seen the yellow sign?
So I really want to start out today with something innocuous because uh, I feel like we are kind of in the thick of things. And rather than digging too deep in this banter segment, I just want to ask if you what, what's your top recommendation right now? Could be a movie, could be a TV show, could be a game, could be a could be a book. What's the what's your go to recommendation right at this moment? It's a good question. Uh, making time to spend with family and friends. That's my go-to recommendation. Oh, that's so sweet. That's Aww. so sweet. <laughs> no, I'll think of a, okay, I'll think of a real one say. in a minute. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give, a, give, give me a few. I'll, I'll come up with a real one and not that, oh, that, was sweet. Not that teacher answer. Oh, my God. I think I have one. I, especially like playing this game, I'm thinking a lot about the book The Secret History, which Eric you know, knows that yes, I love. Yes, 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 um, yes. I'm reading a, a book that's similar called If We Were Villains um, with a similar <gasps> premise. Of... Sarah, I just started that. It's I so good. that book. <laughs> I'm like in a major yeah. reading rut and it's getting me out of it. And I just feel like people who are listening to a surreal horror podcast would um, also enjoy the murderous twists and turns. Love that. So The Secret History or If We Were Villains. Yeah, I was going to say a quick a quick word on Secret History. If you've never read Secret History, you absolutely should. It's by Donna Tart. Kelsey, my wife, is listening to a podcast right now, which kind of chronicles the lives of a, of a number of New York City-based authors. I'm, I'm going to butcher what the podcast is actually about. But Donna Tart is one of the one of the authors that was like kind of part of this friend group. And another one of the authors was being interviewed uh, when he first read a draft of Secret History. And he's like, I read through it, and I got to tell you, it, this is going to sound crazy, but I had no notes. I had no notes. It was, it was, perfe- perfect, it was perfect from the first time that it was written. <laughs> and it really feels wow. like that. I mean, Secret History is just yeah. an amazing book. Yeah, so that's my recommendation. Go to. I don't think I've ever recommended it to someone and had them read it and not enjoy it. So how do you follow that one? Yeah, now that was a real one. Friends and family, secret history. What? what? Yeah. Um. Let's see. What would it be? A recommendation of mine. Um. I don't know. Honestly, the very first thing that's coming to mind right now would be. Um. Got really into the show Yellow Jackets. Like a couple. Nice. I think it came out in like January. I don't know if anybody here has watched it or anything like that, but. It's um it's kind of set between like present day and like the 90s which is I think great for like this demographic of people um and it's about this girls soccer team that they were going to like their championship and then their plane crashed um and they end up surviving in like the remote I think like Canadian woods for about 18 months and something happens there that you don't know i mean only some of them make it back before they're found but something clearly happens that they those who have survived have promised not to tell anyone about um and then it kind of flashes forward to like present day and it just has like a ton of um like the the girls who play like the younger version themselves are just like amazing and then the um present day actresses are a lot of people from the 90s that we know um and it's just really i don't know it's just one of those shows i'm i'm like hearing in my head eric of you saying of that person saying like no notes like i just have loved every single second of it it's just really like awesome female driven story um and I, I mean, I love like women who are complicated characters where every single person who's in this show, I'm like, none of you are great. All of you have done something super <laughs> fucked up. We don't know what it is, but like I'm in for it. Like, you know, I support women's rights and women's wrongs kind of thing. <laughs> so, 
It's like what Loth should have been. I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's, it's like the potential there. Yeah. Remember that movie? That movie Alive from the '90s. It's a, it's about it's a real story. It's about a, a soccer team that crashes on I think like the Andes and like it with and I mean they ate each yeah. other. So that's not great. You know that's not the story you want to. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. hope the Yellow Jackets have a bit Did of a better. Did you just ruin uh, the season? <laughs> no, it's that, a, that was a real news story. You can't spoil. I think it was a drama. Like I can't spoil the news. True, true, true. Like it happened. Yeah. But um, or did it? Is that our like, yeah, neat that's lead true. into? That's true. That's why I'd like to say what I'm really into is QAnon conspiracy theory. That's oh what boy. I'm into these days. No, no, Cut no, the mic, I'm, cut the mic, cut the mic. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, uh, my recommendation is I will, I find what I do all the time now when I try to watch movies. I don't watch anything new anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, ju- I don't know what happened. I just, I'm like, well, I'll just watch this movie I like again for it's the like seventh time. Yeah, like, so no the last, the last few weeks, really, I've been a pretty steady rotation of two movies. One more recent, one as a classic uh dr strange love which i think is the funniest movie top to bottom of all time uh and i mean kind of prescient right now so check it out for sure and then it's more recent it's another political kind of satire comedy i don't know if anyone's seen it. it's called the death of stalin uh it's on netflix i think right now it's very funny great cast uh kind of dry and but yeah no definitely both both of the satirical political comedies worth a watch especially if you're tired of like you know everything that has to do with politics <laughs> and you just want to see it like kind of brutally satirized like that's yeah go for those like you'll enjoy it love it and also leave it to mikey to, to come up with two things that i i mean i know what dr strange love is but i've never seen it and i have never heard of the death of stalin so yeah i, I said him so everyone listening to the podcast goes oh he's so smart that Ooh. one oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> He knows a lot of things, but they don't need he to know. They don't, know they don't need to know that I got a picture of Swamp Thing framed on my wall right behind me, which I do. There he is. Well, yeah. I mean, if you follow if you follow Mikey Krennic on <laughs> yes, on, yeah. uh, on TikTok and Instagram, you would know that he has a picture of Swamp Thing on his wall. Yes, but... my my son's graduation photo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my 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 two recommendations, both TV shows. Here's a I have a I have a super hot take, and I know that I'm wrong about this, but I just I don't like movies that much. I know that's I know that's like a a, a very dumb you. thing to say, but I'm just I'm much more of a TV guy than than a movie guy. Um, but both of mine are TV shows. Neither are particularly new, uh, but they're the two that stand out to me most uh, that I've watched somewhat recently that I loved. Um, Only Murders in the Building on Hulu, which so uh, I know some of you Nothing have seen. Things, I loved yeah. Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, I've yeah. only got halfway through, but I want to finish it. It was it, it mm-hmm. seemed really good. Excellent yeah. dynamic between the three of them. That yeah. the, the really best funny. dynamic between the three of them, or among the three of them. Yes, for sure. Yeah. How can you not love Nathan Lane? I mean, you got everything with that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it really is out. amazing. Eric, when I was like nervous before the first recording, I was like, "Channel something that you want to embody." I was like, "Just channel Selena Gomez from Only Murders yes. in the Building." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Dahlia can be this like cool, effortless person." <laughs> yeah, it was that show was it was good because like sometimes I find like when they try to make comedy about like older people relating to younger people, one of two things happens. It either comes off as like, or it comes off as like, why are they? (laughs) But I remember I was watching that show and the scene where uh, Steve Martin has to send Selena Gomez a text for the first time. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. I I was like, not only is this really funny, I was like, I'm comfortable with the way this show is going to handle this dynamic now. Because that's like, that's actually how that would be. So yeah, no, I, I, great recommendation. I got to finish that show. Yeah, I mean, and when you have, when you, when you have, 
Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like the only possible way to have a good third person in that di- in that dynamic is someone who's playing the straight man, right? Like the, exactly, the, yeah. the, the like mm-hmm. the very cool, you know, doesn't laugh at her own jokes, like just just like very even keeled. And Selena Gomez, I think, did that so well, at least in that first season. The of... straight man who realizes they're the straight man because both of them totally, play totally. like right. the, they both play characters that think they're playing the straight man. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, it's yeah, so good. And then the other one uh, on on the totally opposite end of the spectrum. And Lindsay, I know that you love this, so you're is um, Midnight Mass, which is uh, a horror oh, TV show oh. on oh. on Netflix. <laughs> Yeah. Mikey, oh. did you watch Midnight Mass? Yes, that's like my favorite show of the last year, and probably it's the last so couple good. years. It's it was so, so good. It was so good. So good. <laughs> so so good. good. Ooh, yeah. When we were talking, when we were, you know, um, what in like the last episode talking about things that were like unsettling to you, there are definitely scenes that, from that that like popped up to me that I I won't talk about because I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But like, I just that show was just so atmospheric. That was fantastic. Oh, I loved, yeah. I loved, I loved every it. second yeah. of watching that show. It was so good. So if you yeah. like horror with a little bit of yeah. gore, uh, but mm-hmm. but it, you know it's not it's not too it's not too jump scary, but really just so unsettling and so dark and so good. Yeah. If you like Stephen King or you like Stephen King miniseries or you like Stephen King books, because yes. like I thought watching it, I was like this feels very Stephen King, but just a little you know smarter. So I thought maybe if it was like <laughs> now, not hey, as now. no. I love yeah. Stephen King. I love Stephen King. But sometimes he's making enemies. He paints, he paints with some broad brushstrokes on occasion. It yes, uses there's very no, there's no broad doubt. characterization. But I thought it was. But no, it's somebody else's deal. Uh, it also has a little, I would think, some anti-Catholic sentiment, right? Some, yes. uh, some, <laughs> some very interesting um, commentary on religion. So you know. <laughs> That's in keeping with a lot of this podcast, though. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the end, no I thought... no listeners left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've alienated <It> everyone. <laughs> Pro-spirituality pro anti-Catholic. Yes. Like, and yes. that, it was, that's always an interesting kind of way to take it. Because, like, I yeah. thought it was like, okay, this is pretty, like, we're making a pretty strong admonition of the Catholic Church with this. But by the end of the show, I was like, oh, I don't, I feel like just the, the bureaucratic aspects of it are what we're having to go at not yeah. necessarily yeah. Oh, the yeah. whole picture and that's and that's really that's tough to do too like the man-made I mean, version of religion yeah it's yeah, like that's exactly. the kind of yeah rebuke of it yeah ooh that show is it's a tv podcast now we're just going to talk about tv shows <laughs> i was trying to decide actually whether i was going to say something about it cuz i i think that the conversation that we're referring to happened off air, um, but the the main takeaway that all the listeners should know is in this podcast, never trust a priest. Just it, always be dubious <laughs> of any of any priest that comes uh, that that makes an appearance on this podcast. Just 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 always just always <laughs> take a quick second to to wonder whether they're entirely trustworthy or not. Ah, uh, well, that kind of. I was thinking if I lost Chip at any point, I was going to come back as a character, a priest named Father Bad Guy. But I guess it would be pretty be pretty obvious now that he was a villain, so I can't. can't one of use my him. actually one of my other favorite actual play podcasts, Mayday Role Plays, does has a Delta Green series, and one of the characters, uh, one of the agents, is a priest, and he's fantastic. It's a, good it's a really yeah. good season. Yeah, that would be fascinating to. I never even really thought of that as like an optionable character, but that would be. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. 
All right, so we're going to dive right back in. Our agents are somewhere in the McAllister building, up on floors that don't seem to exist on the McAllister building. They are trying to find Abigail Wright, who is a young artist who disappeared, and trying to see whether there's any connection to her disappearance and the unnatural. They're also separated from each other. Uh, So Agent Chip Lynch is on his own trying to figure out where the hell he is. He's encountered some dancing marionettes. He's encountered uh, a man who ran into a doorway that Chip then kicked down and almost fell into a, an, an empty and endless elevator shaft. So, you know, he's he's just trying to, to make his way through this area. Meanwhile, Dolly and Veronica together had a conversation with the night manager, Mr. Castain. Uh, something seemed a little off with him. And they now have come across a set of old black and white photos where each of the the portrait subjects in the photos are looking right back in the camera with a blank expression. And though the characters may not recognize some of the names written underneath, um, some of the players, I think, do recognize some of those names. But the last thing that we saw was, Dahlia, you, the last photograph on the wall, rather than being a portrait, was actually a, a dark colored bottle. And the name written underneath was D. Ivanova, was your own name. What's going through your head, do you think, Dahlia, when you see this, this bottle and your, and your name? I wouldn't say exactly fear. Certainly, like, some curiosity and almost, like, the tiniest inclination of, like, now I can be involved in this. <laughs> but oh, um, no. <laughs> then, no. then, like, <laughs> very quickly, like, you know, like taking a step back and like almost not wanting anyone to see that that had happened. Okay. Like she's fascinated by this building. So the fact that her name is on there is like, ooh, cool. But then it's like, no, 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 you have a job to do. Like, don't get involved with this. Yeah. So I think, uh, Veronica, I think you probably notice that Dahlia kind of stops and stays looking at this photo for another second. And so you probably walk over and you also see the bottle and you see D. Ivanova written underneath. So what do the two of you do? I, I'm just, like, looking around. Like, now I'm looking around, like, is there a bottle somewhere here? Like, I was afraid you were going to say, and then we look down, and there's, like, a brown bottle on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think for Veronica, she, I mean, like, if she can see this photo, and, and she, obviously she knows Dahlia's name, I think that that would be a little bit of a panic moment, and she might turn to her colleague and, and you know, like, tap on the glasses photo and go, uh, you know, what is this? Do you know what this is? Why Why would your name be here? As soon as you tap on the glass, as soon as your finger makes contact with the glass, Mm-mm. you, in your head, you hear this, like <gasps> someone is leaning over your shoulder and whispering into your ear, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And I need you to roll me a sanity check. What? Oh, hell no. Okay. <laughs> why did you touch it? <laughs> oh, hell no. Um, all right. Let me get Wait, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Of the God. living yeah. God. Though of you don't hear this, Dahlia. It's, it's just Veronica that hears it. It's going to turn out to be Mark Rark. <laughs> yeah, he's just over <laughs> He's just over your shoulder. The living God, Mark Rark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got um, 23 under 69. Man, you three are really yeah. keeping it together. Uh, you take no no points of sanity damage. How do you how do you think you react to this though? Like you, it 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 literally sounds like someone is leaning over your shoulder and whispering in your ear. Um, I think Veronica would immediately like gasp and and turn around and you know look to see if someone was 
behind her um, and assuming seeing nothing, um, turn back to Dahlia and go, uh, did you hear that? Is Did you see someone? I say, no. And Dahlia is now having like an inner, like a, a battle of wills in her mind. She's like, should she bring up with Veronica that something similar happened in the park with the clown? Like all the connections between the painting and like hearing and seeing things that are not there. She's like really trying to decide if she should share. Uh, yeah, and I, I think for Veronica next, then, if she heard this but didn't see anything um, when she touched the glass, I don't know, I think she's frozen for a moment. Um, nothing's happened with the painting itself, right? Like, it just was something that she heard touching the yeah, glass. Yeah, it's just, a, it's, the painting is still just a, a dark-colored bottle sitting on the floor. Okay. Yeah, this moment, I think Dahlia is going to kind of pause and say, like, Veronica, things are getting, the strangeness is escalating in this building, literally, <laughs> As we climb its floors. Um, I think there are some things I'd like to share so that we can keep our collective wits about us as we move on. And say, like, when we first were in the park, I saw this clown that matches the description of the painting. I haven't seen that painting, but I also heard things that you didn't hear. And I just think we need to be honest so that we can help each other stay calm. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, I I mean, Veronica, I think, absorbs all that information with you know, like a straight face, but, um, I think that's a lot to hear, uh, (laughs) that some of this is like connecting and like, it's been happening since what, I mean, well, it's only 9 PM and it's been happening since four, (laughs) four (laughs) o'clock. Crazy five five hours. hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now we're trapped in this stairless, um, you know, (laughs) you think Um, your work day was bad today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can correct too of like, not to alarm, more just, if you hear something, let me know. Yeah, yeah. If it seems weird, let me know. Baby okay. clown, mention it. Yes. All right, so we're going to we're gonna shift away from the two of you, but kind of think about, like, where do you two go from here um, as we as we shift over to to Chip Lynch? So, Chip, you've had some you've had some strange experiences uh, as f- starting from the time that you started chasing the the obese man down the hallway and you were separated from Dahlia and Veronica. And you're back now in this hallway of what seems like an apartment building or a hotel. It's got the, the rich burgundy carpet and the gold trimmings. What's going through Chip's head at this point? Like, what, where's like, what's what's he thinking? What does he want to do? What's he feeling? Well, uh, he's probably feeling still a little sore from falling 20 feet. Uh, yes, from a yes, I'm fixture. sure he's also feeling that. That's probably prim- his primary function is right now. Ow. Um, no, <laughs> my guess is he is he is keeping his wits about him as best he can. But like as a veteran Delta Green agent and as a government agent and as a kind of dumb guy, those are three things that kind of mix together well in a scenario like this. So I think that he is like back to. I mean, clearly shaking, clearly in pain, clearly slower, and, you know, it's affecting him, but I think it's back to, like, investigation mode. Like, what is going on here? All right, time to... Now, I'm in this hallway now, and now I'm going to investigate this hallway. And knowing full well, like, I'm going to open a door and there's going to be a dinosaur or something. <laughs> so he's really just... he. What what do you think what do you think his goal is right is he like is he looking for Abigail Wright is he looking for Dahlia and Veronica is he trying to get back to the smoking lounge like what's where where do you think he's trying like what is he trying to do I think what he's probably trying to do right now is I think that he is would really love to run into uh, Dahlia and Veronica like that's I think the the 
sort of underlying motivation is he would really love to, to run into them and know they're okay and they'll know he's okay and everything. But I think that right now, again, it's like, it's it's about finding out what what whatever he can find out about the whole situation next. You know, it's looking at it in these sort of broad, like, okay, this all this stuff just happened. And, and now here we are. I can't make sense of any of this. So like, am I, he's trying to run into the one thing that's going to be like, ah, this is, I found the room that is going to help me elucidate this further. But, you know, coming to a lot of dead ends. So it's investigation is the the kind of stated goal, and then underneath is the like reunion with the my fellow agents is the subliminal goal. All right, so go ahead and roll me a sanity check, please. Of course. Let's see, if my luck carried over. Seventy-seven. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so. You start, you actually don't lose any sanity. I was, uh, I told the players before we kicked off this episode, I was doing, I was doing some of this wrong. And so we're just going to do it right from now on. So you don't lose any sanity. You start walking down the hallway. You check a few more doors. It's mostly, again, empty rooms. Some of them totally destroyed. Some of them, you know, kind of furnished like you would expect. And you turn a corner and you see Dahlia and Veronica up ahead of you. That's great. So exciting. What have you traded for getting what you wanted and not losing any sanity? <laughs> I, I, sh- I call out to them, ladies, Miss Ivanova, Miss Doyle. And I, it hurts to yell because I have uh, probably broken ribs. I am glad to see both of you. Yeah, Dolly and Veronica, you do hear this. Um, you see Chip. He looks like he's walking a little gingerly, like, <laughs> like he's been through a, a rough time. <laughs> but you do see him uh, and he's walking towards you. Oh, that's awesome. I was worried this was going to be like a ghost like illusion situation. Um, this, I don't, I, I wouldn't. Fun I don't, house of mirrors. I don't think we can <laughs> exhale yet. Eric is oh, very, okay. yeah. Right. He's got a devilish um, smile on his face right now, folks at home. That's just my smile. Yeah, that's true. He's a, he's a devilish looking young man. <laughs> I mean, I think that um, the moment Veronica like hears Chip and, you know, that it looks like him and he's obviously worse for the wear, but. Um, I think she, like, takes off in his direction, like, right away. Because I think for her as well, just like, um, you know, obviously her and Dahlia have been working their way through the various levels of this, I don't know, hell house. Um, But it's been a concern that they've lost Chip. And I think it's hard to tell, like, how much time has passed since they've seen him. So um, I I think she'll, you know, move in the direction towards him and, and call out to him. Uh, where you been? You, you ran off. We've been through, you know, a, a hell of a place, all these different rooms. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you, this place is, uh, it's, it's something. I was in a, uh, well, it, it was a, it was a ballroom. There seemed to be a ball going on, but the, the people were all marionettes. So uh, you can understand, I, I, I don't know if I hit my head or something here, but this place is, this place is pretty far out. <laughs> and... Dahlia also joins, but before she does, she, like, takes one last look at the photo. And then also, like, around the surroundings, almost as if to remember, like, where it is. And then walks down towards the other two. Okay. Now, I think that Chip would also probably be like, you know, like, for for as as long, I don't know how long I've been gone, where I've been. I almost fell down an elevator shaft. Uh, You know, lots of things going on, but I don't feel like I... I feel like I have anything, any kind of research. In fact, the only clue I found was this one newspaper article. Have you guys run into anything that helped you a little bit? Because I'm I'm stumped. We talked to the night manager. 
Sorry, do you pull out the newspaper article? Uh, yeah, he's dumb. He forgets that there's a sigil on his eye. Well, yeah, oh, he, he, you actually, you you did forget it. I mean, you were, you were supposed to. Um, and so mm-hmm. you pull this out, and I think Veronica and Dahlia both look at it. And Dahlia, you recognize the symbol on the one side as the one you had drawn in Washington Square Park, the one that the the small yeah. child-sized clown was making with the with the the paper dragon. But I do need Veronica for you to make me a sanity check, please. Okay. Isn't it wild how it's all coming together and yet coming together literally not at all? Like I still have no, I have no idea what's going, what's going on. on. <laughs> Um, okay, so sanity check. Dice, 100. 48. 48 under sane. 69. Yeah. Very sane. Yeah. Am I doing this right, Eric? Is uh, the D100? <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you all are just... <laughs> okay. Am I doing this all right? right. <laughs> Am I winning? who's in first place right now actually can we check the standings (laughs) who's got the strongest brain (laughs) (laughs) yeah you but i think right now i think (laughs) yeah that's for sure we're both like (laughs) so veronica you see this symbol and you reach out and grab the newspaper clipping out of chip's hand and you like turn the symbol to show both uh, Dahlia and Chip, and you say, tell me, have you seen the yellow sign? And both Chip and Dahlia hear this, but as soon as you say that, Veronica, you've forgotten that you say it. Oh, no. But I do need... Oh, I no. need Chip. I need Chip and Dahlia to each roll me a sanity check from hearing this, because it's, it's almost as if she, like, was momentarily right. possessed. Folks, folks at home might find out what it looks like when two people go crazy at the same time. <laughs> so, was it I got, was it my voice? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I want to know the answer to that. <laughs> uh, y- yes, it, yes, it, yes. It was Veronica's voice. <laughs> okay, so it's like, do you see the yellow sign? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what does the double zero mean? Uh, that's a one hundred. Oh fuck. <laughs> but with what about with an eight? Oh, with sorry, with an eight. That then that's just a that's just a straight up eight. You scared me for a moment. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry. A double zero with a zero is a 100, but a double zero eight is just an eight. Yeah, I got double zero and an eight, so I stayed oh, very okay. sane. I got a 50 over 44. Okay. okay, so Dahlia, you lose three points of sanity, unless you would like no. to project that onto a bond. Uh, you know, I think I might like to project. Can I ask yeah, a ahead. game question that you can yeah. absolutely edit out of the podcast? Now, why does she lose it there and I didn't in the hallway? Uh, I can't answer that question for you. Okay. Um, all right. That's all that. Yeah. I would say that is that is breaking the rules of the game as, okay. it, as it stands, intentionally okay. so. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing, like that we hadn't, but okay. That makes sense. Yep. So, Dahlia, you see Veronica. She like, she's looking at you, but it's almost as though she's looking through you. And she says these words, which they're coming from her voice, but it almost sounds as though someone has possessed her. And she says, tell me, have you seen the yellow sign? And more than anything else, I think, in this place so far, that is the thing that has shaken you most. And so you said you want to project this onto a bond. Um, Who, which of your bonds do you want to project this onto? I think my mentor, um, Laura Sykes, she was my mentor in school and sort of like got me 
first introduce me to the world of like strange things. Okay. And so you're going to you're gonna lose um, two willpower points. Okay. You're going to reduce your bond with her by two. But you are only going to take one point of sanity damage. Wait, what's a normal willpower? What's that? What's an average willpower? Like, my willpower is only eight. That seems really low. Mine's 13. I think it's based on the your core stats. I think it's like a... right. Yeah, Eric? it's based on power, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's whatever your power score is. Okay. Dolly is a little crazy. But only one sanity point. Correct. Only one sanity point. And so, um, okay. Are you going to call for a respec? You want to redo all your points? Now so your willpower <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Respec, respec. We get one, we get one around. <laughs> so Dahlia and Chip, uh, how do you react to what you see happen here with Veronica? I think I would just, uh, cause I, I don't know what the yellow sign is. I would say come again, Miss Doyle. So I have no idea what she just said, but I didn't, it didn't make me insane. So, and I'm going to snap, like put that away. And Veronica, you're like, you you almost come to and you're like, why am I holding this piece of paper? What are they talking about? I didn't say anything. And I uh, I would reach out and uh, take the, the newspaper thing and just uh, knowing that it's probably bad news, uh, not want anybody else to have to deal with it. And I would just, uh, man, I'm going back and forth because there's a part of me that thinks this guy would just look right at that sigil right away. Be like, that was weird, but I'm just going to put it back in my pocket because he's being prudent. Well, and you, you've already seen it, right? Like, Yeah, you, exactly. You, you have already seen it. I forgot the weird, yeah, so I would just tuck it away. And I think Dahlia is, like, very closely watching the situation, like, sharply watching that you actually fold it up, actually put it in your pocket, and then, like, doesn't relax until that's the case. Yeah, and then I turn to Dahlia and just say, weird, wild stuff, huh? <laughs> I said nothing. <laughs> so where were you two uh, headed off to? I had, I had took a bit of a detour, and I, I, I'm going to, let's... See what your leads are. We are still trying to make it to the sixth floor, believe it or not. I mean, I think we, yeah, I I think, um, I think Victoria is a little rattled by whatever exchange they all just had. Um, maybe like in that moment, chalking it up to whatever we've all been in these like lost for hours and haven't found each other. But, um, you know, having not remembered said anything and just like kind of getting that strange reaction from her colleagues, she's just kind of um, a little flustered. And I think we would, I think Dahlia and Victoria probably catch um, Chip up on our conversation with Mr. Chastain. Unless, Sarah, you think we would leave anything out or... No, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so Chip would, I think he would kind of read the room a little bit. He, he would, you know, be, you know in, his, in his agency wisdom, be like, all right, ladies, uh, well, we're, we're in this one pretty deep, I would say now. Uh, no deeper than we've... You know, dealt with some other things so far, but I want to bear one thing in mind as we go through this. You know, the United States government uh, sends uh, me on my missions because uh, I'm expendable. But Delta Green sends us on our missions uh, because we're good and we can get done. And I choose the two of you to come with me on every single one uh, instead of, you know, a fellow agent or a man or something. uh, (laughs) Because I know that there's no one I'd rather have. Uh, lady or man at my side uh, in the, the toughest of times and the strangest of investigations. So I just want to remind you that we're here because we're good at this. And uh, I still think we can figure this thing out. Like, this is the first time Dahlia realizes she's losing sanity because she's, like, touched by this speech. <laughs> like, it works. She's like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> 
what's this emotion? Because it's so <laughs> profoundly stupid. In the, fa- in the face of all of this, to be like, now, let's win one for the chipper. Like, but, like it's it helps. Not- it helps. She's like, all right, yeah. yeah. Mission, find Abigail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that sort of little speech is so, like, kind of, like, silly and also on brand for what Victoria remembers of Chip that it is actually a little heartening because it feels like, okay, we're all together as a team and I think, yeah. you know, we're ready to, like, move forward. So she probably takes, like, shakes a really deep breath and kind of, like, you know, shakes it out and um, just touches them both on the arm and is like, okay, all right, what's our next move? I guess we've got to go right up to that sixth floor because I'll tell you, starting to think an encyclopedia in this hotel might be an interesting read. (laughs) Let's not take the elevator. So one thing that I think would be coming to Chip's mind at this moment, if you kind of recall back, and it was only five hours ago, but if you recall back to Washington Square Park and Agent Marcus called you over separately after he kind of gave you the briefing, Mm -hmm. and he, he reminded you to remember your job, and that this isn't about finding the girl. It's about finding the threat if there is one and making damn sure that it's gone and that nobody ever finds out about it. So I think kind of as as you're thinking about going to the sixth floor and as you hear the other two talking about like going to find Abigail, I, I do think that's ringing in your head. How, whatever that makes you decide, that's up to you. But I do think that's that, that memory is kind of coming back to you in this moment. Yeah. I still think the sixth floor would probably be the natural sort of... Uh, uh next step because even if the if the the threat it i think a chip's mind would would still be at least directly tied to the disappearance of abigail because it does seem like the the linchpin between worlds has been she's missing in one and in this one she's fine and healthy and up on the sixth floor so i think that it would his delta green brain would kind of be like the, the solution to the the both the stated goal of like all right we're here to to find this girl but the actual goal of like eliminate the threat that's that's probably on the sixth floor, too. That's probably where we should go. They're kind of one in the same in his head. Can we see the stairs? Uh, you, Yeah, you were you were walking down the hallway. You were looking for stairs, and you didn't find any, and you came upon those photographs. But now, mm-hmm. as you kind of look around, the photographs don't seem to be there. You're in a hallway, but you're certainly not sure which hallway you're in. Oh, my God. The photographs are gone? Can we also see the <laughs> smoking lounge? You cannot see the smoking lounge, no. Oh, where's Mark Rock? Uh, I was going to say we should like make some decisions in there and then go forth, but right? Like have a a base. So the photographs are gone. The photographs are gone. Yeah, you're back in kind of a uh, you're back in kind of a nondescript hallway of this building. Okay, so then I guess what I because now they've kind of lost their bearings. I'll I say I guess I'll say why don't we go the way that I came from? Uh, you know, because at least I know that, you know, and it might have changed, I don't know, but we can, I can walk them back towards that ballroom because it's felt like a kind of a center place of the hotel. I would not like to go into that ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go in. You're shaking your head like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> the puppets uh, were gone. Not every the whole door. ballroom was gone. <laughs> not every door that's open must be walked through. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could start kicking doors down. There's always that option. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, maybe we just start, yeah, like, let's walk down the hallway, see if it turns at some point, if we can start yeah. seeing stairs. And maybe we do start moving. Like, I don't know if this is going to help at all, but if we start, you know, Chip can kick in some doors, but what if, uh, is there, like, a way for us to mark these doors? 
to like say what's inside them like if we ever come back to whatever yeah. you know i'm not aware of like the rules of this situation what if we had just but like like yeah. lipstick or something that way it, you know yes. it's not like a permanent situation but yeah 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 I have some absolutely in my bag. we could use that perfect let's do that why don't we do the same the chip could use the same strategy he was using up in the other hallway and just open every door he walks past that's yeah. unlocked and just kind yeah. of see if like, if we see mark. anything now check if we it. start finding them locked we're gonna have to consider that now we're back in the actual like hotel proper but we act, wait a minute, no, we can't be. We're on the fourth floor. It doesn't exist. So let's just start opening these fucking doors. Yeah. Maybe a check mark if we can open it and an X if it's locked. Yeah. 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 What are we going to do? Walking on a ghost in the shower? I mean, I, <laughs> open the doors. Who cares? <laughs> and so, again, the goal is to see what you can see? More or less to, yeah, kind of get a sense of where we are. Yeah. Well, and to get to the sixth floor, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking right. for stairs. Stairs. Yep. Okay, so uh, Chip, roll me a sanity check, please. Sure thing. Something's happening. Oh, 64. Is that over your current sanity? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's 47. It's way over. Okay. All right, so you start walking down the hallway, and you the first door you come to, you open it up, and it's one of the kind of nicer rooms, but the first thing that you see is there's a man probably in his 30s. He has red hair and a red beard, and he's like, he's like, kind of cowering in the corner of the room and he says please please don't hurt me please don't hurt me did did i hear you say you're 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 cops or 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 feds or or something like that no one wants to hurt you no one's here to hurt you just just trying to make some sense of uh something here yeah we're we're, we work for for the government for uh nothing you need to worry about things above above your pay grade so why don't you tell me why you're so scared calm down no one's gonna hurt you and he all he like almost interrupts you and says Please, please, you have to get me out of here. I, I've been trapped up here for, I don't know, it feels like it's been months and, and months. I don't know, it, it could have been okay. a, a year. I've just, I've been up here f- so long. I, I need you to get me out of here. Please, please help me. We've only been up here a couple hours, so thank you. I think that now we can, you know, appreciate. We have we don't have it so bad. Look at this poor guy. He's been <laughs> up here for weeks, months, years. Uh, sir, you're, you're welcome to, uh, I'd love to tell you we know how to get out of here, uh, but I think you might be best bet sit tight here. We'll we'll make sure we come back to get you when we know how to get out of here. I don't know if you want to be walking around these hallways. And he like he like starts crawling towards you on the ground and like wraps himself around your leg. He's like, please, please, you have to help me get out of here, please. We gotta get out of oh, this room. Please, we don't gotta do get that. out of here. Yeah, ladies, uh, you. you bu- bu- bu. <laughs> and I give I'm like them backing like a, towards the door already. Like, like we're out of like, here. You gotta get out of here. No. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I'm very sorry, sir, but I'm not a social worker, and I am very uncomfortable, so I start to kind of try to get away from him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got you wrapped tight, so if you want to get <gasps> away from him, you got to do something. Okay, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, remove him from me. <laughs> okay, um, go ahead and give me a, how about a, let's do an opposed strength test here, so go ahead and roll me a strength check. Strength? 58 under 85. See how strong this ginger so strong. freak is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's gonna have like a billion. All right, so you said f- fifty-eight under eighty-five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fifty-six over fifty. So you uh, you you push him off you, and he's like, "Please, no, don't go. You can't go. I I I I don't know how to get out of here. Please." What do you do? I think at that point I would say, "All right, all right, now calm down." Now, do both, are they now out of, are they at least in the hallway and not in the yeah, room? Yeah, I think so. I think just kind okay. of, just past the threshold yeah. of the door. 
Can I say something? Yeah. I'm just like, Chip, like, we have to get out of here. You have to leave him. No, please don't leave me. Don't leave me. Please don't like, don't listen to her. I need help. I think I think Veronica's gonna interject really quick and say, you know, we need to maybe we should ask this man how he ended up here. I mean, we're literally in the same situation as him. Like, who brought him up? Has he just been wandering the hallways? Like, maybe we can get some some info. This is like the first person who's having a react reaction to be that here. we've met in here that makes sense to Veronica, I think. Uh Mr. Chastain has his like bombed out photos on the wall and like this is like everybody else you know chips on marionettes and stuff but she's gonna yeah she'll say that to both of her colleagues though so you know it could be a team decision because I think Chip definitely is getting the same sense that Dahlia gets of like this this probably like we're not we're kind of wasting our time here like it's it's dangerous a and b also like what are we gonna do we don't like what we can't trust anyone or anything in this building so I think that he's kind of got that and he just kind of like, uh, let just how can you tell me in the short version of how you ended up here? Yes. Yes. I'm well, my I, I'm a cable repairman. I, I was I was in the McAllister building. I was just trying to to fix one of the cable junctions. I was up on the top floor and I was just trying to fix it. And then somehow I, I went to the roof and I ended up here and I, I, I I'm stuck. I don't know how to get out. Now, are you safe in this room? Is anybody even, you know, coming in, bothering you? I, I, whatever you're afraid of, obviously. Have you been safe in the room? This place is terrifying. There are people all over with strange clothes and people with guns. And I, I just, I'm, I'm just trying. I, I haven't, I haven't been hurt yet, but I've been here forever. I can't get out. I've been in this building for six months. Six months? Well, I've heard the cable repairman can take time, but that's why I'm sorry. I shouldn't be joking, sir. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're, we're, there are some some interesting characters, some some dangerous characters working around this hotel, uh, and we've met them. Uh, but we intend to figure out uh, why they're here, what they're doing, and take care of it. So, uh, what I'm going to ask you to do here is sit tight, keep the door locked, don't answer for anybody except us, uh, and we'll come back for you. I, I as I promise. But right now we need to we need to figure this out, and I think the safest place for you, my friend, is right here. You don't know this place. I, I can't let you out of my sight. You're, if you leave, I'm never going to find you again. Well, I'm gonna be like, that's certainly not true, sir. Let's go to you guys. Yeah, like, I kind of look at Dahlia and like we're not gonna like we're bringing this guy with us, but Dahlia clearly is just not absolutely having Eric the Red over here, who might just be a regular cable repairman, <laughs> might just be putting screws to this guy hard. But you know what? He also might not be. So are you just gonna you're just gonna walk out of the room and close the door? Uh, it's I'm having a hard time because one of Chip's um uh his his motivations is humanism slash love of people. So it probably would be hard for him to just see this like dude who's just like please help me and just be like ah, I gotta go. But I think he also in his head knows that like he he believes that the safest thing to do would be to leave this guy here, mark this door, we'll find it again, it's fine. But I also think that he's seen enough now to know like we're probably never going to end up back in this exact hallway like there's something weird here so i think he's conflicted i think he's really conflicted in the moment all right roll me a persuade check to see if you've convinced him that it's safer for him to stay okay that's my persuade a 50 ah 53 over 50 damn it so yeah i mean he he definitely starts like if you start kind of backing out of the room he's gonna like start crawling toward the door for sure Oh my God. Like he's he's he is he's trying to to stay with you. I feel oh like God. we've adopted this fellow. No, because <laughs> Dahlia is looking at you both and is like, 
is standing in the doorway with the door open. It's like, you need to get through this door before I close it. Like, the two of you. <laughs> Daya does not want a sibling. She's like, this man is not <laughs> coming with us. <laughs> like, I cannot be more clear. Like, the three of us are leaving this room and this man is staying inside. <laughs> I have a speech ready, but... <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I, I feel like... It sounds like this man, I mean, that could be us. Like, we could be trapped in here for six months. Like, how is he staying alive? Like, I think we just have to let him out. Like, maybe we aren't responsible for him. You know what I mean? No. You're a lawyer. <laughs> oh, my God. Can't you convince him to stay here and just leave us alone? <laughs> no, no, you guys, I, I have a speech now. Chip got to give a speech. Dahlia's speech give is, it. like, <laughs> remember... <laughs> <laughs> we have been chosen for this job mm -hmm. because we have something big picture important that we need to do. And like, we cannot be distracted by individual phantoms or sob stories. Like, we need to stay focused on the mission or it'll be bad for more than just the four of us in this room. Well, now this guy knows all about it. So I guess he we does not hope know all about it. <laughs> this is a cable repairman. He does not know all about Yikes. it. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, six months and no one has come looking no, for him. Dog. We don't know that that's it. true. We need to get out of this room. <laughs> oh, Dahlia, that is some cold-blooded <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> Chip takes out, Chip's got in his uh, slacks pocket, he has a, uh, a, like a stack of business cards, like Triple H agent, FBI, blah, blah, blah. So he like, <laughs> yes. takes one out, and he like, kind of like, flicks it towards the guy. <laughs> and he's like, uh, give me a call if you can't find your way out. And I quickly try to make my way to the door Thank to God. get away from him. So he doesn't follow me out the door. All right, roll me another strength check. I don't know if that's, I don't know, that's 99 over 85. Oh boy, and I rolled a 46 under 50. So you go oh, to God. slam the door and he like, he rushes, he like, he's able to like stand up and, and like throws himself at the door and comes out through the door just no. like like without you being able to close it and he's in the hallway and he like falls into the hallway up against the wall and he's like please please you can't leave me you can't leave me you can't are all four of us in the hallway now yeah all four of you are in the hallway now okay, the door okay. is Veronica's the door not, is like, open because he kind of threw himself between it. no every, everybody's okay. everybody's in the hallway all mm -hmm. four okay I, I i've got an idea uh we could cuff him bring him along with us that way he can't do anything we just maybe need to tell him to with the whining. Yeah, can I call like a team meeting? Like, sir, you just stay over there and like call a little team huddle meeting. Don't leave me. Please don't leave me. We're going to be right there. You'll be able to see us. Calm <laughs> yeah. down. Like, sir, please just sit where you are. We need to talk amongst ourselves. Goodness, why I never had children. He like, he like curls up in the corner and he's like holding his knees with his arms and his head's like hanging in between. He has okay, a really, this guy's a handful. And I think Dahlia's gonna, you know, be like, Veronica, are you all right? <laughs> Chip, are you all right? <laughs> I, I didn't expect this detour, but I, I, I agree with you, uh, though, Miss Ivanova. We do. We need to focus on the, 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 the task at hand here. The task at hand here is this girl, this threat, this whole building, and this guy. Well, I don't, I don't know how much good he'd be in a fight, though. He did just manage to get that door open. Yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to shake this guy. I think we just have to keep moving on ahead. Uh, he can trail us like a puppy if he wants to. Okay. Um, you know, Chip, if you want to cuff him, you know, you've gone hours without cuffing someone else. I think you're probably getting the itch. Uh, <laughs> I say go for it. Um, but, you know, we're definitely wasting time trying to negotiate with this man. Any objections to his uh, 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 unofficial detainment, Miss Ivanova? No, no, that's fine. Okay. And then I walk over to uh, this guy and I say, yeah, so 
What is your name? I don't think I asked your name, uh, uh, Cable Repairman. I'm like rolling my eyes as you're like chatting yeah. with him. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm David, David Langford. Okay, David Langford, it's nice to meet you. You are not under arrest, but I am going to put handcuffs on you uh, because, you know, you can't be too trusting. So just follow along. Keep your mouth closed. Don't try anything funny. And if something, if things get strange, I, I'll be honest with you, sir. You are priority three for me. So, it, <laughs> and Chip just turns around. He's cuffed him, and he he keeps he starts walking forward towards the uh, the other two. All right, I think we've we've got our our luggage now. We can we can move on. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Sounds good. Okay. So on the door, though, we're going to mark a, a check mark because we've been yeah. in there. Yeah. With the lipstick. Yeah. The guy like, right, who lives next. in here sucks. We could write, like, man inside. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, I'll write a check mark and then write DL for David Langford. Annoying yeah. David Langford is in there. <laughs> yeah. Please don't leave me. Please. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we, we agree only David gets his pass. Like, if we find six or seven more missing people, we're not yeah. getting, like, a train of duck, like they, ducklings behind yeah. us. Do you know what I mean? Like... David, David also will work great if, like, like you know, it's like, oh, no, we're in a terrible combat situation. And Eric's like, what do you want to do? And all we three of us, do, we throw David at yeah. the the monster. We run away. Yes. David <laughs> is forced to be eaten by the baby clown. Yes, but fine. we all get away and we all live because David sure. is there. <laughs> sure. If we find a brown bottle, he can take the first sip. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's the real hero of the story. Let's be honest. Exactly. That's the one. Yeah. The the further seasons, the only reference to season four is going to be just like a lot of David Langford lore as he been, and Mark Rark, of course. Can't forget yeah, about of Mark course. Rark. Mark Rark. Of course. So I think we just keep going with our yeah. uh, walk down the hallways, but maybe we're not opening doors because we don't want to find any other people. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> yeah, enough. Yeah, we're looking for the stairs. So you you walk down the hallway a little ways, and you do find a set of stairs off to your right. Great. Right, let's go. Take a look. Onwards and upwards. Uh, go up to the, at least go up to the uh, the stairwell and hope there's a flight upstairs. You know, not just down. So, yeah, there there is there is a stairway up. Are you gonna right. wa- try to walk up to the sixth floor? Try to go up two two flights if you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or are we gonna go? To, all right, before we go in, I'll turn and say, mm-hmm. "All right, team, uh, we can go up to the sixth floor where we think uh, 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 our our story uh, is." is taking place, or if we do find these stairs and get up one floor, it might be within our best interest to cut our losses and just get onto the fifth floor, see if there's anything there, because Lord knows what's going to happen when we go through that stairwell. I would say we should try and get to the sixth. All right. Like, avoid distraction on the fifth. Miss mm-hmm. Doyle, you in agreement? Yeah. David? <laughs> David. Mr. <laughs> Langford? Like, just give, just I give don't me care. Here, please. <laughs> I don't care, Mr. Langford. I wasn't actually asking you. And then we we go into the stairwell and start walking up the stairs. Chip is first. What's that? I'm following Chip. I'm not first. Oh, yeah. Chip, <laughs> yeah, we, no, I'm it's, first, it's yeah. very clear that Chip is getting front. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. My man, man, David Langford in the back. He's a caboose. Yeah. <laughs> so if there's a threat from the front, it's me. If there's a threat from the back, it's David. Perfect. Yeah, so let's root it. for a threat from the back. Quite comfortable. Yeah. So we go up the stairs. Do we get this the sixth floor? You. So you start walking up the stairs. You you go up about ten stairs. There's a little kind of halfway landing. You turn. You move up, and it seems like you get to the fifth floor, and that there's another set of stairs heading up another floor. And Chip, as you kind of turn the corner and you see 
you see the entry entryway to the fifth floor, and you see the set of stairs leading up to the sixth floor. You hear footsteps that seem to be walking up the stairs to the sixth floor. You hadn't heard it before, and you catch just the faintest glimpse of a man wearing a pinstriped suit and carrying a very large briefcase, almost as if it might be carrying encyclopedias. And that is where we are going to end our story for ah! now. Fuck. The encyclopedia salesman. Right when we meet Encyclopedia Brown. Classic encyclopedia briefcase. <laughs> we should send Woo! David up to confront. Like, all right, David. Now's your chance to shine. This podcast was published by arrangement with the Delta Green Partnership. The intellectual property known as Delta Green is a trademark and copyright owned by the Delta Green Partnership who has licensed its use here. The Impossible Landscapes campaign is copyright Dennis Detwiller, and the contents of this podcast are copyright Nature of My Game podcast, accepting those elements that are components of the Delta Green intellectual property. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the Nature of My Game podcast at NOMG Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or at NOMGPodcast.com. To support us on Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash NOMGPodcast. 